podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Moga. Uh, this week I'm joined by Sebi. How's it going, Sebi? What's good? What's good? Man, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. are not. Um, Dre, how you doing, mate? You're becoming something of a regular. A fan favourite, if you would. <laughs> Just trying to keep up appearances, you know what I mean? We appreciate it. We appreciate it. What are you saying to me? Good day, FM. I good warned them. I warned yeah. them. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, <laughs> Thing today, come on, you already you know it's six. You did, you did, you did. Um, before we start, as usual, I have to do the usual plug the social. So, if you're not following us already, we've got the Mugger Touchline account. Give that a follow. Obviously, follow the YouTube channel if you're watching this. I assume you're already subscribed, but if you're not subscribed, make sure you do. And as you're watching, please make sure you're clicking that like button. Uh, what you can see at the bottom scrolled is a banner for our live show this Sunday, uh, Sunday the 22nd. It's at the Brewdog in Dalston. Uh, we'll be showing two games. So the 2 p.m. kickoff, Man United versus Southampton. Uh, and then obviously we've got the, the big game, Arsenal versus Chelsea. So what we should hopefully get is see our team do our job. Then we get a, a win-win situation. You know, Arsenal win, cool, we laugh at Chelsea. Chelsea win, we laugh at Arsenal. If they draw, we've created a little gap. So you really, really can't lose. And with the ticket, you also get a you also get a free drink on entry as well. So, you know, for me, it sounds like a no-brainer. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into business. <laughs> uh, the comments are already popping off. Birds fly. Yes, <laughs> you know how I feel. Um, we had our first game of the season, 12.30 kickoff on a Saturday. We always know that is potentially um, sticky territory. Uh, but not for us. Uh, it ended up being a 5-1 uh, battering of Marcelo Bielsa's leads. Um, I'll start with you, Timmy. Um, what were your thoughts on, on the performance? Uh, did you go to Old Trafford for this one? Yeah, I was there still. First okay, yeah, so so yeah. before you talk about the performance, what was the atmosphere like? Bro, when Varane come out, crazy, bro. 
Crazy, but do you know what? Yeah, first full capacity game since COVID, in it, and um, you could just tell like the place was just rocking, man. I wish I was sat in Stretford End. I was at like the other side of it. I was like somewhat to like the right of the Stretford End, in it. But them lot stood up for the whole game. I mean, they do it anyway, but it was just something different. All the chants were coming, like it was rocking, it was noisy, it was loud, and um, yeah, the 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 all round vibe was just great, man. Honestly, it was such a good. It was such a good day out, man. Obviously, we saw the lads back in in, in their seats in front of the in, in right at front and set uh, the the, the seat, me. seat massive. Mm. Um, listen, they're coming through, and you, you know it's going to be a good day, isn't it? Um, so get 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 into the game, get into what you saw in the in the first, um, first half. What were your thoughts on the performance, bro? I've got nothing bad to say about anyone apart from Daniel James. So, Honestly, I've got nothing bad to say about anyone but him. I think, um, you know, we started we started quite well, actually. I'm talking like the first five to ten minutes. Um, had them under pressure. We got two quick corners, which um, came to nothing. And then they started easing their, their way back into the game. <clears throat> Pogba was a little bit sloppy on the ball. Bruno was a bit sloppy on the ball. Um, Daniel James had a few openings that he couldn't, um, he couldn't convert. Have you not? But once we um got a stranglehold on the game again, honestly, it was just pretty pretty plain sailing from from there. Um, Pogba started picking out his passes. Bruno started getting getting um getting into more space. He started like making runs into the um, opposition's penalty area, which ultimately led to the first goal. <clears throat> and um at halftime, we were definitely good value for the lead. I, I felt like we could have we could have had a couple before halftime. Um, Daniel James had two good chances. Pogba missed the flipping sitter as um, as well. And um, I thought, pardon me, on the balance of play, um, 1-0 probably was flattering for Leeds. I think we could have gone in 2-0 up. And um, from then I was like super confident. I just wanted them to do the same thing in the second half. And um, lo and behold, started the second half, like what, two minutes in or something. I mean, it's a wonder goal, isn't it? Like, I can't really blame anyone for that. Uh, it's just, it's just a wonder goal, man. It's a great strike. But what I, what I loved was the fact that straight away, straight away, and this what weren't happening last season when we were conceding goals. This weren't happening last season. We weren't, we weren't getting straight back onto the front foot straight away. We, we said, nah. You got that lucky goal, nah. That's not going to stop us. Then boom, Bruno. Um, sorry, Greenwood, 2-1. What a finish by Greenwood, by the way. What what a finish. I need someone... Listen, let me take two minutes. Sorry, guys. Let me take two minutes to talk about this goal, yeah? Because when when I was there live, right, and and from where I could see the full pitch, because they were shooting up um, this end, didn't it? Pogba's picked up the ball, right? And I, and I kid you not, Daniel James has probably made the best run of his life, right? And I, I kid you not, Bro, all Pogba needs to do is just slip him in. It's a much easier pass than the pass he actually played. Slip um, slip my man in and he's one-on-one -on -one and he should score. But this is why Pogba's the goal, fam, because he knows that that's Daniel James on the end of the pass, not Jaden Sancho, not Ma not Marcus Rashford, not Mason Greenwood on the end of that pass that he, he could have played to Dan James. He said, nah, you're going to fuck that up. I'm going to play a more difficult pass, but I know if Greenwood gets on the end of it, we're going to one up. And what a pass that was. What a pass. Greenwood, first touch, 
impeccable. Like the, the, the pass was just inch perfect. It's just straight in his stride. But his first touch was so good. Like he just comes across the um he comes across the defender that's tracking him. And at that point, he's gone. You, you're not going to catch him. And then, you know what it's like with Greenwood and opposite corner strikes and that cash money, bro. 2-1. And then from then on, it was just smooth, smooth sailing. You know what I mean? I ain't got to say too much. Something like... Calm, calm, calm. Um, Seb, I'm going to come across to you. Uh, I know you're on the Discord on, on, on Saturday, uh, hold it, holding it down. Um, there's a couple of players that Timmy mentioned there who I want to get a bit more... Um, from you in terms of their performance. I'm going to start with um, Mason Greenwood. Um, obviously, we saw him in a bit of different role this this game from what we've been accustomed to. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on his performance and what we can, should, hope to expect from Mason this season, how how he should be used. Um, yeah, no, Greenwood, Greenwood was really good. Um, uh, I, I'm a big fan of him uh, playing as a centre-forward. So I was happy to see uh, him start there. Like when I saw the lineup, I knew, all right, cool, this is where Greenwood's going to start. Um, and I think that's where he's going to grow up uh, and uh, spend his, uh, the majority of his career playing in that position. I think he like started the game quite bright. Seems like he's bulked up a bit. I think it was Lincoln player well. And um, in the first half, he was having like a bit of a 50-50 game. I don't think it was too bad. I don't think it was great. But I think he was just doing his job. And again, just, you know, first game back, just having a feel of things. Um, but again, second half, I think he really improved. Um, obviously, speaking uh, about the goal he scored, uh, you know, that goal is super easy to mess up, right? Because, yeah, Pogba's played a great pass here. But, like, su- like the pass is so good, it's come right in his stride, yeah? But like more time, like a player, another player like overhits that. So you know when you overhit hit it, it becomes like a pace battle. And then when you overhit it, usually like the striker maybe has like one touch to finish or whatever. The keeper potentially comes out or whatever. But the pass is so good. It's not like a striker's favorite pass, but the pass is so good that it's in his stride. And now he has work to do. You've got a, you've got a player coming, uh, you know, on, on your right hand side. You have to hold him off and you also have to maintain control. That was elite level for me. Like that was super elite level because if he had messed that up or said, oh, Greenwood, but I would have understood it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because it was very, very difficult. Um, um, and I just think he's just kind of like growing uh, into his strides. Uh, and I think, you know, this season, if he if he keeps fit and he continues to play games, I think he's going to be, uh, well, obviously Bruno's bagged the hat-trick, but I think he's going to probably be our top goal scorer. And he's probably going to be the one that we look to uh, for answers, especially in the tough games. Cool. Um, that's, that's high praise. I'm going to come across to you, uh, Drake, uh, to talk about a certain... Paul Pogba, uh, I think Timmy mentioned it. Um, someone in the comments asking Timmy for tickets. Uh, a certain Paul, a, a certain Paul Pogba. Um, four assists. Yeah, who? Yeah, who had four assists? I think that puts him in. I think is another what half half a dozen players or so. Bunch of them from Arsenal. Funnily enough, uh, how that club has fallen off. But yeah, put him <laughs> in some rarefied air. But I want to get your thoughts on his his performance overall. And it looks like he's going to stay now. Um, what this team can achieve with, with him in the side. Paul Labille Pogba put in a virtuoso performance on Saturday. That's one of the best 
midfield performances I've seen in the Premier League. Right? It was just pure quality. The passing, the way he got about the pitch. I, yes, sir. I don't want to say we should be playing him out on the left on the regular, but that worked beautifully. Him dovetailing and then Greenwood's making them runs. It's it's just uh, it was just beautiful to watch. There was something different with with a whole lot of them on Saturday. Like it just seemed like the mission is to win the league this year. Right. Okay, you're you're putting it out there, yeah. The mission you could tell, like I know we smacked them up six two or back. Mm. This is good music. Saturday felt different, like. I, I was saying this to my friend like yesterday. Like I remember 2006, 2007, yeah. Where we opening day we played Fulham and we smacked them up 5-0. And I remember that day I said to my brother, we're gonna win the league, you know. That performance was oh, the performance of Pogba and Bruno and then man. I'm not saying we're gonna win the league, but it was I had that feeling on Saturday watching that game and you got well. I don't think Pogba is going to stay. I think he's going to be gone at the end of the season. But if he can give us one final season of just class, and quality, and performances, and a, and a trophy, and possibly the league, then I'm fine with that. Isn't it? I need thirty-seven. That's a Jace in that chronic. And what does that do for his for his his legacy? Obviously, and um, we saw. Um, Michael Richards discussing, yeah, we saw Michael Richards discussing um, the treatment Pogba received from the media in comparison to Harry Kane, etc. But what does that mean if he's able to end his time here with a league title? Um, we've got rival fans saying that, oh, why are you guys saying you can't win the title? You've apparently got a superstar squad. And I don't know if you saw the team um, that was made up of all the players who didn't play. You're seeing, you're seeing Dallow there, you're seeing Varane, you're seeing Bailly, you're seeing Tellez. You're seeing Van der Beek, you're seeing Matic, you're seeing Rashford, Sancho, Cavani. Um, these are good footballers. Um, so, obviously, previous pod, 96 points. Uh, we won't speak on that too much. But, but, do do we, at this point, in terms of how long Oli's been here, the investment he's had, the quality of players he's had, do we need to be saying that we need to be right up there with whoever's fighting for that title this season? Yeah. Yeah, he's got no excuse now, man. He's got no, bro. If we're being, if we're actually being, if we're being real within ourselves, yeah, United have two of the best five players in the Premier League in their team, right? In Paul Pogba and Bruno. Um, Bruno is obviously um, more efficiency than anything else, but with the numbers that he puts up, you can't, you can't keep him out of the top five shouts like so top five in no order will be kdb kane pogba bruno and salah right those are the best five players in in the um, premier league right now and united have two of those players um coupled with players like marcus rashford Jaden sancho who for me is breaking in in the top 10 um rashford also for me is good enough to be in the top 10 as well we've now got Varane at center back who's top two center backs in the league along with Maguire, who a lot of people might say is the third best centre-back in the league as well. Do you know what I mean? So 
Bro, now there's what say, no... What say, what say you, sir? Where do you have him? Somewhere between, like, six and ten, maybe. <laughs> okay, I mean... He's but, making progress. He's coming up your rankings. I know. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's getting better, but you know me. I'll never be a big Maguire fan, innit? But yeah. as of now, we just have no excuse. Like, the team is primed now, and the only thing stopping us from winning the league is Oli. So now it's up to him to prove everybody wrong. Because I think he could probably do it. He can do it. Mm. Funny enough, we were having this conversation earlier and someone was saying, like, Oli, he's coming. He's improved the team in terms of league position. He's improved the team in terms of individual player performances. How long can we say that he's not actually a good manager? Because we always say it's Oli and maybe we're, we're giving him a hard time. Um, Seb, I'll come across to you because um, you were in that conversation. Um, what, what do you think of that point? Is that something you agree with? Um, is it something you disagree with? Are we not giving Oli the credit he deserves? Yeah, I think I think Oli definitely doesn't get the credit he deserves because again, we've seen like previous managers with uh, similar squads um, and e even similar level squads. If we're being really, really honest, and do shockingly poor, David Moyes took over a championship winning squad, regardless yeah. if you think they were championship winning quality. Yeah, and finished what sixth or seventh or whatever he finished. Um, yeah. yeah, so that team at least bare minimum should have finished third, right? We've mm. seen LVG. Have the likes of Di Maria, uh, Rooney, Falcao, um, Van Persie, yeah, and struggle. We've seen uh, Jose Mourinho bringing Lukaku. We've seen Jose Mourinho bringing the Ibrahimovic, bringing Pogba, um, you know, and finish what fourth or whatever he third or whatever he's finished. And he's saying got it's a, a second, title. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah got a fake second and saying it's a title. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And then finish fourth <laughs> or fifth or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So again. This has been our first real point of continuity since Fergie left, right? And um, again, like football isn't linear, yeah. So anybody says, "Oh, Oli finished third, and then it's going to finish second, it's going to finish first. It doesn't work like that. But we mm. have seen clear progression, whether that be uh, the people that he keeps out of the squad, yeah, and just knowing your players that are right, cool. This player should not be playing. The only reason why this player is playing is maybe because I don't have any other players, but I'm not playing this player yeah. because I think he's good or I think he's better than anybody else. I'm not spying. Yeah. I, I, I'm not not playing Pogba because his agent came out and uh, said da, 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 and I've benched him or whatever. I'm going to try and fit my best players, you know, in this team, and we're going to try and win the game. If things don't work, I'm going to try to switch it up. So the McFred thing come about is because he thought Pogba was a defensive liability, right? So mm. Pogba, uh, so because he thinks Pogba is a defensive liability, he's now moved Pogba left wing. Um, I think Rashford was out at the time or whatever. And Rashford is obviously, uh, it, it, again, the guy, because he can play multiple positions, fine, let's move him, whatever, whatever, right? So even having like the no before to kind of, all right, cool, it's not working here, but this is still my best player or still one of my best players. Let me put him in another position. That also takes some type of management because I've seen other managers just bench their best player. Right, mm -hmm. so they, I've seen managers, but all right, cool, I've got a left winger here, uh, for for uh, for balance, Pogba, you're gonna have to sit on the bench. Sorry, um, we're gonna do this McFred thing for the rest of the season, yeah. And then, even if we're speaking about um, su uh, Sunday or Saturday or what Saturday, sorry, whenever the game was, um, the role Pogba played was a different role, 
So he had a free role in the in, in, in that in that game. Yeah, and uh, a big critique of me, uh, sorry, a big critique of Bruno is that Bruno does not create enough. Yeah, but Pogba was our creative hub throughout that whole game. He had license to roam, get on the ball, and just do him. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, how many games we can continue to play like that. But I'm saying that takes, you know, some type of management, right? To say, all right, cool, Pogba, you do this. Bruno, your second striker, you do this. Uh, you know what I mean? This person does this or whatever. So he's making correct decisions. Um, and he has made wrong decisions and he has lost finals. But when we look at what we've had previously, he's trending um, in the right direction. Greenwood has spoken positive, positively of him in regards to him just being a striker and just learning the game and whatever. Everybody speaks, um, you know, in a positive way um, about Oli. So it's about, yes, tempering our expectations. Oli isn't Pep Guardiola, but he's much better than what people give him credit for. And when Arteta, Lampard and Oli first started their jobs at their respective clubs, Oli was named the PE teacher, the other ones had the hype but it looks like Lampard <laughs> and Arteta are the PE teachers and Oli at least deserves some type of credit Yeah, that's fair, I mean in fairness to um, Lampard, he had a very good season at Derby so, um, <clears throat> kind of No, like, bro, he, bro, he didn't he, 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 he did, same, so. No, wait, wait, wait he finished the same position that Derby finished in the previous season, bro. Yeah, but Don't... the difference is they weren't supposed to make it there. They then beat they then beat the championship favourites in um in the in two legs in the first um in their first playoff game against Leeds. They beat Leeds twice and made it to the um to the playoff finals. Um Lampard had a very, very good first season. A very, very good first season. So um I think between the three of them, Lampard for me was already like ahead of them because he'd already like cemented his like somewhat like rep for doing what he did. Whereas Arteta had the rep because he was he was under Pep and Oli, everyone just dubbed him the PE teacher because he got Cardiff relegated. When if anyone actually knew what they were talking about, they'd know that he came to Cardiff midway through the season when they were already bottom. So it's not as if um it's not as if he's the reason that they went down. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, he came from, um, he came from Mulder, an unknown team. And it's like, this guy doesn't really have the credentials for the job, which he, which he didn't. Right. And, um, the thing with, um, the thing with Oli is Lampard, like I said, he's already, he'd already been certified in this thing with, um, with Derby. And then the thing with Arteta is that like, he was under like the, the great, one of the greatest managers of all time. So it's like, now it just leaves um, Oli, who's just this PE teacher. Plus everyone hates United anyway. So they're going to do what they can to get on us. Do you know what I mean? But if we're being completely honest, Oli has, Oli is better than both of them. And he's proven that he's better than both of them. And it's true. He doesn't get enough credit because everyone's all, every time United do something good, everyone always starts talking about the individual brilliance. Sebi hit the nail on the head, right, with moving Pogba, with moving Pogba to left wing. Although he just starts there, in it. Like I, I haven't seen many heat maps, but I reckon if you bring heat maps of where Pogba's playing, I think a lot of the time he is more central than anywhere else. Um, Luke Shaw does a lot of um, bombing up and down that um, left wing to keep to keep the shape somewhat, and you know, give us more options on the left. Um, he also interchanges with Bruno a lot. Pogba. But these aren't things that we can just say these guys are doing it because they know how to play football. These are probably things that Oli has told them. Like, look, yeah, 
Paul, you're going to start out on the left, but you know we're going to need you in the middle. We know we're going to need your creativity around there. So, you know, when you when you get a little bit of license, move inside. If you want to swap with Bruno for a bit, swap with Bruno for a bit. And these are the little things that we're not giving Oli credit for. That Sebi's right. He does deserve credit for because at the end of the day, we can't keep saying, oh, these are just doing it because they're good footballers. Oh, we're only winning games because, uh, because we got great footballers around us, bro. You can't look at that result yesterday. You can't look at that match yesterday and tell me that this team isn't well coached. You can't, you can't look at it. And it's it's such a lazy cop-out. And I'm not the biggest um Oli fan, you know I'm not, but it's such a lazy mm. cop-out to be like, oh, United aren't well coached, oh, we don't play well, blah, 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 blah. Because you know what? In fairness, we actually when when we're on song, we actually do play pretty well. And when we're not playing well, it's not because we don't play well, it's because our players aren't playing like they're supposed to. So it's all disjointed and, and rugged and, you know, and like, um, and like tired, basically. So Oli does deserve credit. And I'm, and I'm happy. And I'm happy that we're, we're now all here saying that Oli deserves this credit because now he definitely has no excuse. So, now yeah. No excuse. Okay, cool. So what I'll say off the back of that then is what constitutes him having a bad season and puts his head on the chopping block. And I'll come to you, Dre. Where we've, okay, we've outlined, outlined now that the expectation is for us to compete. What constitutes a, okay, he hasn't done well enough, he has to go. And what constitutes a, we'll give him a bit more resource and we'll go again next season. I just want us to be clear among ourselves um, here on Mugga, what the expectations are for, for Oli and what we'll, we discuss as the season goes on. I think no trophy and not even being in the title race, but finish top four, I think he, he has to go. Because he's now got that team where minimum we should be winning a trophy this year. Um, what constitutes a good season, I think even if we don't win a trophy, but we run whoever wins the league close, like the final couple well, of Okay, games. what is that? Is that still in the title oh, race with yeah. 10 games to go, five games no, to go? We're in that title race come May. Okay. The last parts of May. He could possibly buy a stay, but it's got to be a trophy this year. I think that okay. will keep your fans happy. Well, to me, I want the league. Bro. Okay, that's 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 interesting, and I'll, and I'll add um, a further question off the back of my initial question: If we were to get rid of him, who is the outstanding candidate to come in and replace him? Conte. Interesting, Seb. Any um, any names? I can't do the Conte thing. The reason why I can't do the Conte thing is because he boring, Conte. Boring. No, no, forget the football. Forget that because I want to win in it. Conte, yeah, is basically like we sell our soul, and then um, the, <laughs> squad, yeah. the, the squad left is so dire that it's just insane. And knowing our board, it will take so long to replace all these people that only Conte can get the best out of. So that's why mm. I wouldn't take him. I think he'll win, and I think I I like it. I, I, I again, some some sometimes he's boring, but sometimes it actually plays good football. I just think because of our board, if we had a city board, yeah, where all right, cool, quick signings will send uh, everybody that Conte will will, will will ship out. I'll say yeah straight away. I won that, whatever. But just because of that, I'm not on it. So I would take. Um, Oh man, well, I'll take okay. Let me ask you guys. Let me let me throw out some names. Uh, yeah, Pochettino, Mauricio Pochettino. 
No, yeah. I'm not on the Poch thing anymore. No, he used to win the Champions League. What, you're, you're done with Poch, yeah? Yeah, it's just, for me... He's I never really been a what, Poch fan like but that. But for me, yeah, I was like, what's the difference here between Oli and Poch? Okay. That's how I look at it. Like, I want a clear style difference. Yeah, I need a clear, like, very, very clear style difference if I'm bringing in another manager. I.e., you mentioned Conte. That's a very clear style difference. Different way of playing. Different personnel. Different just different mm. ethos. Different everything. I think Poch and Oli are different. Are, are, are quite similar. I just think Poch is more polished than Oli. Right? I think Poch is a more polished version. The execution is better, and I think... Yeah, the execution is better. Ooh, ouch. Ouch. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's, that's a real shiv in the side there for me. Um... Seven and by the by, just since you're here, um, an oh, episode no. of Pogba Watch for the people this week. So, since course, uh, you know, we're not calling it Pogba Watch this season, uh, because we're gonna call it The Watch and we'll we'll report on different players, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, each week, each oh. night that we do it. Um, but just wanted to hold you to that because the uh, the patrons have been asking for you, sir. Semi's trying to jump into Pogba FC, blood. Hey man, come on, man. you know the vibe. <laughs> you know, man. Nah, no, bro, no chance. You know, you know no ID, no on, entry. No nice. ID, no entry. Cool. No way. Cool. So we, we we talk about uh, let's talk about Varane because obviously that's been confirmed now. He's come out. He's the number nineteen. There's some murmurs that Phil Jones didn't give the shout. Champions League Varane. Champions League Varane. So obviously uh, Lindelof now named the Sweden captain. A lovely pass for Bruno's third goal. I'm going to go around and ask you guys again. If if you're Ollie, off the back of that performance, we've got Southampton on the weekend, 22nd live show. Um, I'll post a link in the chat, actually, for, for, for those of you who are here. Do you drop Lindelof from a winning team and winning formula for Varane? Or do you tell Varane to just chill a bit and we ease you into it? Um, Timmy, I'll start with you. I ease him in. Um, <clears throat> give him... Give him a couple of days, a, a week or so of training. Let him. I think we. Mm, is there a thing next week? Because I know that are the fixtures congested again, like last season, this season, or they're just normal. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit congested. Yeah. So I was gonna say, like, if we got like a third round league cup, like just like ease him in there, like let him get some minutes under his belt. I think he played one preseason friendly for Madrid, and um, I don't even think he played like a full game or anything. So <clears throat> he needs minutes. He needs to adjust to the pace of the Premier League as well. And um, you you can't drop Lindelof after a performance like that, man. He was really it, good. What do you think it sends the wrong message? Yeah, I mean, like, you, you don't just put it on a plate for man. Like, Varane knows he's going to be our first choice centre-back eventually. But you don't just give it to him like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let Lindelof... Let Lindelof have a couple games and show, man. Like, listen, I'm on your, I'm on both of your necks. Perform or else I'm coming in. You know what I mean? And um, right. if as far as you mean to go one thing, I was really, really impressed with Lindelof. Really, really impressed with Lindelof, man. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they call him Ice Man. We've had conversations among ourselves. Of What's up, Gaffer? Sweden set up, but the fact they've named him captain suggests that he's got something or other about him uh, as a leader. Yeah, he's got something or other about him as a leader. Dre, if it's you, do you um, keep Lindelof in the team or do you take him out for Varane immediately? 
drop that guy with the quicks. Like, bro, bro, we've seen Lindelof for years. We know what he's about. He'll give you an 8 out of 10. Then next week, it's 3 or 4 out of 10. You can't risk it this season, like, in terms of, like, inconsistent performances. Get like, Lindelof, thanks, you know, great performance and everything. We'll need you for Carabao Cup when we go to, like, Port Vale side. Like, it's all good and everything, you know, but, you know, cool. Ran Raphael, take, take the spot, bro. I'm not here for Lindelof. Nah. <laughs> cool. I've, I've dropped the live show link in the in the chat. Um, listen, um, part of the reason why fans aren't so confident about us actually, um, why they aren't so confident about us actually being title challengers is the lack of a DM. Some people have suggested Lindelof in DM. Do we see any business being done in these last few weeks of the transfer window in terms of us bringing in a, a midfielder? Or do you think this is Oli's lot and he's going to use McFred, Matic in some situations, uh, a variety of formations, maybe experiment with a Lindelof? And if that is the case, um, how confident does that make you guys for this season? As long as it's not McFred or McTominay or Fred in the DM, I could do a link with that um, DM. I think that could work. Um, business wise, no, they're eight Lindelof now, yeah. If you can do the job, I'll take that. Other than that, Lindelof on the bench next to Jesse and then, man. <laughs> but, um, as far as business wise. Unless there's a target that Oli really lacks and immediately becomes available, I don't see any other business taking part. <laughs> Especially United takes so long to get transfers done anyway. Probably start negotiations now and we'll get done to the next transfer window. So <laughs> I don't see any other business happening. Cool. Um, Sebi, I'm going to uh, afford you a, a, a moment of shamelessness. Um, it wouldn't be a mugger pod with Sebi without it. Um, Scott McTominay against Leeds. Talk, break that performance down for us because, yeah, in, in the Muga group chat, you've been saying a lot, but I think it's important the listeners hear it. And also, we get that recorded. Um, gargantuan, man. Gargantuan. Gargantuan. Come on, man. You know the boy, man. I don't uh, know the boy. Darren what I do know is a couple of. What I do know. Uh, what I do know. What I do know. Allow it, man. Massive, what I do know a few out. weeks ago when you're on the pod, you said I can't do this McFred thing anymore. Yeah, I can't do the McFred thing, but I can do the McTom thing. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's that's <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't read a small print, brother. You didn't you didn't you didn't read a small print, brother. In okay, that small okay. McTom, I can do the McTom thing because for me, again, as I said, yeah, I've always been um again, if like again. I'm not under any uh, 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 illusion of, of Tom's um, ability, and I'm not deluded in regards to me thinking that we don't need a DM. Like we need a DM, hundred percent. But I always felt under Fergie's tenure, we had players that came in for specialist uh, games, the specialist jobs. And you see the first way how um, uh, McTominay, uh, how Jose first brought in McTominay. That's always how I always saw him. I always saw him as a closer out of games, yeah? Or in a particular game, let's bring him on, yeah, because we need a particular set of skills. I.e., um, you know, when um, at, the start of the, at the start of the game, Oli spoke about energy, right? Yeah. Oli spoke about the energy um, and just about him being fit and getting around. 
uh, a Leeds that are pressing, that are probably going to be very, very fit. This is an ideal game for McTominay, right? So I think there's specific games we can have him in. And I think he actually excelled in the game yesterday uh, Yesterday, because uh, a, a big thing about McTominay is, uh, yeah, he's up for battles and stuff like that, but interceptions sometimes are lacking. But he intercepted the ball really well and he was quick to get the ball to uh, the players that are more creative, i.e. Pogba. That's how the Bruno uh, goal came about. Interception, pass to Pogba, goal from Bruno. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if he can do that, again, I'm going to be happy for him to play uh, 15 to 20 games a season. Um, but really and truly, again, we do need a we do need a DM. But um, the, the critique of McTominay is, is, is surely unjust because everybody knows his ability. You just have to use him in the right games. Jumps in, and, okay. and I think yesterday was a very, very good game, and it, it, it was similar to um, uh, who did they call that? Is it Johan Cruyff? They used to call him. Yeah, it was kind of kind of similar to uh, Johan. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, uh, big up my boy Scotty, man. Yeah, don't don't worry. We we know that this this loving won't last any longer than maybe a couple of weeks. Um, listen, Timmy, Dre, I see the disgust on your face. We don't really acknowledge the thoughts of a madman. Yes, some of you will say you gave, you give him the platform. Yes, we'll give him the platform. He's part of Mugga. Uh, but among ourselves, we won't really acknowledge the madness of the man that is Sebi. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so let's look ahead to, to that game um, next Sunday away at Southampton. Um, they're a team who, yeah, we've had mixed performances against them over the years. Obviously, we had the, the nine, was it 9-0? Nine 9-0 yeah. last season. We had the 2-2. Remember that pod, Timmy? The post-game 2-2 uh, when we were playing COVID ball. Still yeah, probably, yeah, that last minute. Was it Oberfe What was the guy's name? Oba yeah, Oba Oba yeah the, la the last minute. The last minute equaliser. Um, so we've had our moments against them. I think we had... Did we have a 3-2 against them as well? Last yep. season with Cavani. Yeah, um, so yeah, we've had... The last few years, we've had quite a few kind of battles with them. Um I don't want to downplay the game we had on Saturday, but just like last season, Leeds away definitely play into our hands. Um, so it's definitely not a performance that for me, I can I can be like, oh, wow, I'm blown away. Um, Southampton, I think, pr 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 um, present a more tricky opposition. Um, and it's, a, you know, they, they, they know how they want to play. You know how Hassan Hootel tries to play. Um, how well he does that based on the players he has is another conversation. But I think going away to them, off the back of the away record we had last season as well, um, I think it'll be a, a nice early season test. So um, I'll start with you again, Dre. What are your expectations um, going into that game on Sunday? Um, how would you like to see us line up? And let's get an early prediction from you. We'll, we'll have a, um, a pre-game uh, pre Patreon pod on this. But since we're here, you know, a gentleman... Enjoying life off the off the back of a five one. Shoot the shit. Talk 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 some shit, man. Um, cool. I think we will win on Sunday. I'm not even worried about Southampton and crap. But I feel like the only way we won't win is complacency. And I've seen many times with this team under Oli, we get a good win, then the next game we drop points, and that's something that we desperately need to iron out. So the only way we don't win is if we beat ourselves in it. Like. It won't be the same as Leeds on Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu, I see you. The art of war. Mm. <laughs> it won't be the same as Leeds um, on Saturday. Southampton will not afford us or allow us to go toe-to-toe -to -toe them. They're going to sit back and see if we can break them down. So 
for us, we've just got to be patient and take our chances when we get them in it. And don't let Southampton in. Don't let Ward Prowse think he's David Beckham and start trying to hit free kicks like he loves to do against us. Like, be professional, get the job done. I think we will smack them up around three or four nil. Um, hopefully, it's not McTominay and Fred. Like, I think Matic might come in. Um, Sancho will start. Hopefully, Ronaldo you think so? Oh, yeah. for Dan James, I mean, it's not it's not a hard choice, is it? Well, that MU TV competition winner, Dan James, needs to be escorted. I want to ask you guys, a, well, I think he's staying now because the talk is about Ahmad going out on loan. Do we think Lingard stays or do we think he goes to West Ham? Oli said, Oli said, uh, well, Oli said Sanchez was, uh, had a big role to play. So it might it might be hitting everyone with the hezzy, but Oli did say that he's looking forward to see like Lingard and uh, he's got a big role to play and he done well on loan last season or whatever. But again, he said, yeah, Sanchez has got a big role to play and he shipped him off in it. But personally, I do believe Lingard will stay and I do think um, he has the ability uh, to, to to definitely um, uh, it improved the, the the whole aspect of the squad. Do you know what I'm saying? And 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 you know, come on for a Bruno or or, or whatever, and um, just just uh, you know, uh, give better utilization of the squad uh, because a, a lot of the players were suffering from burnout last uh, last season, um, and Oli just kept playing and playing them to their death. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I, I'd I'd like to keep Lingard um, and for us. Cool, yeah, all right. Um, listen, somebody asked about how congested the season is, and it will be. We'll be fighting on multiple fronts if we want to put a genuine title challenge in. My thing about Jesse, though, is I think you only get the best out of him where he's getting regular minutes. I don't think this sort of not playing him for two, three weeks and try and drop him in for a start here or there will lead to the best performances from him. Obviously, um, throughout the summer, he was able to kind of show us the amount of work that he put in mentally and working with a coach to get himself back to his top level at West Ham. And I think he's at the stage now where it's like, are you content with being on our bench? Being on our bench now doesn't get you into the England team. Being, being the main man at West Ham who are in Europa League this year has you on the fringe of being on the, in that England side. And obviously, depending on how well you play in injuries and opportunities, etc., you're an England international. Um, I think what we'll probably want to offer him won't be enough. And do you think in Oli's mind, um, he's ahead of Van der Beek in the pecking order? That's for any of you. Um, I think he's going to go, to be honest. Well, um... So I don't think he's ahead of him in the pecking order. <clears throat> I saw something today um, from, the, like I don't know if he's third choice, West Ham keeper or something, but the guy's on Instagram, he's at Jesse Lingard. Like, see you soon or something. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it said, but um seems like he wants he see, wants you see that Russ Green, I know you, yeah, wanna, there you go. I know, I know you want to come back. Yeah, so I guess Russ, that must be their training complex or something, isn't it? So um yeah yeah in Chadwick. Yeah. I think um I think that that he's going to go. I don't want him to. I really like Jesse. I don't know if he was injured um at the weekend or he had a knock or something cuz why wasn't he in the um squad? Covid. Oh, he's got covid. Yeah. Oh, has he? Yeah, I think he just come back today. Oh, that's sad, man. 
It would have been nice to see Jesse Baller with these men. It would have been nice uh, to see. Was that a genuine sad or was that a that sad like Drake when uh, KD got off of the uh, Achilles? Like, ah, that's sad. Ah, no, 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 no. Bro, you might know I like Jesse, innit? So, <laughs> no, I like Jesse, bro. So, um, I, I really want to see him because Jesse's a fluid footballer, innit? He might not be the best footballer, but he's very fluid. And with games, with games and confidence, he's actually a very, very good player. The problem is, like you said, is he going to get enough enough chances to keep a run of form going in this United team, which is probably, the answer is probably going to be a no. But it's up to him to hit the ground running because if, if he stays and hits the ground running, he's just going to have to make it hard for um, Oli to drop him. Because if he keeps playing well, then Oli can't drop him, right? Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, money, let, let, let's let's see. Let's, if the money's right, he's gone. How much would you sell him for? 30, 35. Well, I think 25 to 30. I think 25 to 30, I, I, I'll be happy to take. Um, he's a he's a he's a starter for a top of the uh, top half of the table side, and he's a key player for them, I think, and he's English as well. So 25 to 30 million. West Ham, give us the money. Let's just get it cracking, man. We've got a lot of players, not to mention the ones who are in the first team now. What about the youngsters who are keeping an eye out. James Garner hasn't signed a new contract. He wants to keep his options open. They're looking at what a lot, and we're seeing a lot more at these big clubs now. Chelsea with a fire sale of like five of their youngsters. These guys have cottoned on now. I'm not content for you to keep me on the bench and just loan me out to lower league prem teams and championship sides. I want to know what is my pathway to the first team. So where I'm trying to have a pathway to the first team and you're still signing guys from abroad, not to mention the guys who are already blocking my way now. We need to, we've got a, a batch of two or three or four really good young midfielders. We need to create a pathway for these guys to get into the first team. We've got Medri, we've got Galbraith, um, who guys were raving about today, and you've got Ghana. And ideally, you want one or two of them to get into the first team. But they need to know that the space is there for them to do so, or they'll, or they'll go elsewhere. They'll go elsewhere. So if that means sacrificing Jesse and making some money while doing it, for me, so, thank you for the memories, Jesse. But you know, yeah, go and go and enjoy your career, man. And I know you'll love it in London. But um, let's let's finish up with some listeners' questions. You know how it goes when we win, and we win handsomely. They have so many. They want to know so many things, so many thoughts, guys. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Uh, what's your favorite color of shorts on the kit? Blah blah blah. Uh, when we don't win, it's, it's cricket. So, obviously, off the back of a 5-1 win against Leeds, um, we're going to be chocker. So, we'll try and get through these as quickly as possible. I'll start with a question from Alan Salon Esquire. Um, who is the club's best finisher, Greenwood or Bruno? I'll start with you, Seb. Greenwood. Oh, Bruno. Yeah? Anybody don't think Greenwood? Greenwood's top three finishers in the, in the Premier League. In the league, I think I saw a tweet that you mentioned about. Was it you who tweeted that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what na what names are coming up as above him? Um, I got Kane obviously a lot, and I got Son a lot. I got a couple KDBs, but I shut that one down. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got one Salah. Shut that one down. And then a couple idiots with it with their saying like Danny Ings and Bamford and guys like that. Shut that shit down as well. Bro, let's be real. Like in football, Greenwood might even be top five finishers in world football right now. Ooh, and that's ooh, listen, man, I'm going, ooh, but yeah. like which five? Like you go Kane Son in the Premier League, you go Lewandowski only in Germany, 
you'll go um, Messi in um, uh, in um, Paris. I don't think there's any finisher in Italy that's a better finisher than him. Um, I don't think there's any finisher in Spain that's a better Ronaldo, finisher. Ronaldo in Italy. Bro, Ronaldo's not a better finisher than Greenwood. He's not. He's a better goal scorer. He's not a better finisher than Greenwood. And I was having this chat again the other day because I was telling man that I think Greenwood's top five finishers that Man United have produced in the Premier League era. And I have him ahead of Ronaldo. I really do. Mm. Ronaldo's a great goal scorer. Don't get me wrong. Great. I think underrated Ronaldo's I finishing, have. to be honest. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to disrun in it. Like, that's my guy. But I just... Bro, Greenwood is different. Ronaldo, left foot, right foot, and when you add the head, his ability in the air, I think that takes him clear of Mason. Bro, but Mason's left foot and right foot finishing is better, bro. But the head, but the header in. Ronaldo's like the best header. Oh, header high, bro. That comes what with me. You don't come with it. You see you where Ronaldo... If you want to give it to Ronaldo, then fine. But then yeah. that, would have him, that would have him sick anyway. So just we'd have to sit now. We'd have to sit down and discuss it. What what we do know is we do have a prodigious talent on our hands, um, and I want to see those those sort of movements that he made for the second goal. I want to see a lot more of that. We know that he's gonna if he gets into positions to get chances, he's gonna finish them. A lot of the time, when he had his dry spell last year, he was just going through games and he wasn't getting even chances. a he wasn't even getting a position to shift to even get a shot off let alone getting what we call a clear-cut chance. And then, obviously, he had that run towards the end of the season that just shows him, give him chances and he will bag. He's, he's, physically, he's physically developing. He's getting more comfortable. And as much as we talk about his finishing, um, we always forget also the fact that he's a really good footballer as well. He's actually a really good technical player. He can beat players dribbling. He can get the ball back to goal, turn, retain possession, retain possession, and he can turn. He plays the game through sixty, so he can turn left, he can turn right, and he can use either foot and he can give it off or he can just go. Um, so as he continues to develop, continues to get comfortable, continue to learn little nuances and tricks of just being a pro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I only expect that to get better. For me, I'm looking for him to get 20, 20 goals. I say that bro, 20 goals. Bro, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I said that as well. 20 league goals. You think Mason can't get it, bro? Start man up front all season. If he he's starts up front, he gets 20 league goals. 21 and 22. Yeah. I promise you. <laughs> he, if he starts up front, he gets 20, 20 league goals. But I think that it'll be rotated between himself and Cavani with a bit of Martial. Um, it's so annoying. I think I've 20, now, now, he's 20 now he's got the chance, he needs to cement that position as his. I tell you now, yeah, he needs a brace next week against um, Southampton. He grabs a brace. No, bro, bro, I'm dead serious. If he grabs a brace next week, that's it. He's gone, he's gone clear. That's his position now. Yeah. Right, we'll, keep eye on, we'll, keep eye, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, the next question is from Zeki98. Uh, we were just talking about it. So, um, to be honest, we've answered this one, Zeki. What do you boys think of Greenwood's development? He seems to be more than just a goal scorer. His all-round game is looking more and more developed. Saturday's performance was a top example of this. So, we've answered that one. Um, Superfly MK, who would you like to see Ahmad go on loan to? Do you think Oli will rotate his team much this season and manage his squad better? I wouldn't want to see Ahmad go on loan, to be honest. I'd like to see him get them Daniel James minutes, but... Um, if he did go on loan, uh, they've been touting Crystal Palace. I don't think that's a bad loan. Uh, I wouldn't be against that loan. I also wouldn't be against the Aston Villa loan as well. 
I think he's better than Traore. So, do you think they'll start him out though? Like, I know we, we, we've discussed um, to Andrebe's move. Um, and Ahmad is, Ahmad is so good. If he he has to start over flipping um, Traore, bro. I, I think on the talent wise, yes. I think, story, I think that he's still slight, he's still a kid, and I think a lot of that will give the kind of the durability and just the size and just to being a man in comparison to Ahmad will mean that I think that their minutes end up being pretty, pretty similar. I think for me anyway, I want to see him go somewhere where he is like almost undisputedly their top two, three players. And the ball is coming to him a lot rather than him being an option. And you're getting you're getting used to that kind of attention and that physicality of the, the Premier League. And he goes and he goes from there. Um, we already see that he makes runs in behind the box. He gets in between the line. He's got a playmaker eye as well. Um, so this kid is a real, real talent, man. Um, I just don't know. Are those Dan? Let's say he was to say, are those Daniel James minutes enough? Because remember, we've got Sancho now. We've got Sancho now. So are those Dan James minutes enough for Amar to develop the way we want him to develop, is what I'd ask. No, but it'll be Dan James minutes plus his own minutes, isn't it? But the thing is... I don't think he'll get a lot of minutes. The hour. thing is, I would have wanted to see Mata one in that regard because I think Mata dribble, dribble drabs away at minutes as well. Like, no disrespect to him. Good, good guy to have around the dressing room and whatnot. If Mata was gone, then that makes sense to me because Mata's going to get in and around 10 starts... Uh, you go play in Europe, you'll play those away games. Get rid of Mata, Daniel James, you sell them as well. Those for me, that's a good chunk of minutes for Amar to play. I remember when Ronaldo was 18 19, first season, we said he's gonna play, um, he's gonna start half the games, and you just slowly develop and you build him, you build him up from there. And I'd love to see us do something, um, similar with Amar, but yeah, um, in terms of the second question, Dre, do you think Oli will rotate his team much this season and manage his squad better? Um, I, I hope he does, but this is the same man that says he's very stubborn, isn't it? And like, it's one of those when he'll try to rotate, it doesn't go well, he'll revert back to type and bring on Bruno, probably Sancho, Rashford if he's fit, and then he'll just stick with the same team week in, week out. If we are going to have a successful season, he needs to rotate. He's got a good enough squad that he can rotate. But I think with him, he just doesn't trust certain members of the team, i.e. Van der Beek. Like, I'm pretty sure last season he would love to give Bruno some rest. And he tried it against West Ham. And he started Van der Beek and Van der Beek shit the bed in it. And he brought on Bruno and Rashford and we came back and won the game. Since then, I feel like he doesn't trust him. I don't think he trusts other players like Matic to come in and do a job, say if he wants to rest McTominay or Fred. So I think with Oli, it's just a simple case. He's just got to trust what he's got now. If he does that, then we're sure to have a good season. Trophy minimum. Cool. Uh, next question is from Zeki98 again. Everyone seems to be writing us off simply because of no DM signing. Do you guys think we will have to rely on our ability to outscore everyone to mount a title challenge? Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, yeah, I think so. Um, when I say 21 and 22, I sincerely believe that we can do it, but it's got a lot to do with our forward players like scoring bags of goals. 
Um, we're going to get caught out with Fred and McTomin um, in DM, um, in um, in centre mid. We're going to get caught out regularly with them in centre mid. But luckily, we now have a, def a defence that, for me, is one of the best in world football. So even if they bypass the Freds and McToms, they still then have to bypass that back four, which is going to be pretty hard to um, to do. Um, I do think we need a DM. That just cements the fact that we're going to win the league for me. But I do still think we can win without a DM because our forward players between them are just going to be um, too... They're just going to be too good, man. The amount of goals that we're going to score this season, trust me, bro. We're outscoring City this season. Facts. Okay. Okay. Uh, got a question from Chooks, and I'm asking it because um, it's kind of related to that conversation we have about a DM. Um, what realistic signing for 45 million would make you think we were certified title challengers? Locatelli, but he's gone now. Has he gone to Juve, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'd, have, I'd have taken Locatelli. Um, I'll take Douglas Louise as well. Ruben Neves, I will take. Oh, I'd absolutely take Ruben Neves, actually. Bring me Neves, bro. Huh? 40 million is available for. Yeah, I'd take him. Facts. I'd try and leave a little Jesse Lingard swap with, with him, bro. Don't play at Wolves. That's Jan, Jan James in that field, yeah, bro. Yeah, just, just because, like, yeah, we don't want Dan James now. Nah, just take him, man. Just, yeah, 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 bro, him, bro. Don't worry, don't worry. You can have him. You can have him. Yeah, bro, he's like the it's on the house. It's on the house. <laughs> just no, we insist. <laughs> cool. Uh, we got a next question from Vino Mounty. Um, don't kill me, but Varan, do you think we would get away with McTom's single pivot? I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, in a single pivot, yeah. We still win the league, bro. We just have to win every game 6 4, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But we'll still win the league, bro. We'll still win. <laughs> Next question is from underscore active T underscore. Thoughts on Tielemans? Would love a pivot of him and Basuma. Yeah, good player, man. Very good player. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having him. But it's still not addressing the main issue that we have in centre midfield. But it's more quality. So I'm having him. But I think before we think of getting like centre mids, we'd be looking at a DM before anything else. So calm, calm, calm. That's fine. Um, What's the first choice front three when everyone is fit? Is there even such a thing as a first 11 these days or is it game by game? I think with what we've got, I don't think there's a set front three. I could say best front three would probably be Sancho, Greenwood, Rashford. But That's my front three. For certain games, a different front three would be needed. Like, I would say those teams that... I need up games. Yeah, even those games where they don't give you much space, like a Burnley or something, then Cavani might be the one to play. Because his movement up front is different level, isn't it? But, yeah, that, that front three, Rashford... Sancho would probably be the best three. 
but we've got enough talent to retain him. Yeah, that's my front three as well. If cool. I could play them three every game, that's what I would do. Okay. Yeah, we 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 got oh, yeah we got options. I think um, part of Ollie's job will be to manage the personalities, but also know the games that suit certain players over over, over yeah. others for, for, for true. Um, but yeah, so you guys have answered the next question. The next question was excellent start, I'd say. But any of the lads worried that the starting lineup hasn't changed much since last season? Also, who are you starting centre forward, Greenwood, Cavani, or uh, Anthony Martial? Um, you guys have said Greenwood. Um, in terms of the starting lineup not changing, I mean, Dan James comes out straight away um, because we know he's played because he's been in training. So Sancho comes into that starting lineup. Um, and then the other one is is, is Varane. Um, but the players that we do have starting, we know Luke Shaw is a, is a different player than he was at the start of last season. Maguire has come on leaps and bounds as well. You've got Varane, you've got Wan-Bissaka. That's a very strong back four, in my opinion. Again, we come to that midfield area, and that's where we're always going to have this conversation about not being so confident about the, the pairing. But then you've got Bruno and Pogba. Uh, like Timmy said, um, for all intents and purposes, two of the top players in the league, top, top players. Uh, and then you've got the forward options, Rashford to come back as well. But then you've got Sancho, you've got Greenwood, you've got Cavani. Um, Marshall didn't look too bright when he came on, um, but obviously he hasn't played for a while, so we'll, we'll give him a bit of time. But uh, a half decent Marshall makes a good a good squad option uh, too. And listen, guys, as little as I have to see Dan James, the, the better for me, for my mental health, uh, for my football club. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, Ooh, a question from Doc K32. What will it take for us to build a world-class or at least competent functioning midfield, even in Arsenal and Spurs have good first phase players? Say so just a DM, you know, it's like the midfield is <laughs> just a DM. Like, as long as it's not McTominay or Fred in there, like, DM, DM with football that can work. Like, we're not far off in terms of what we need in midfield. To be agreed, agreed. Um, that's it, that's it. And like the names you guys mentioned there, Neves and Basuma, uh, Douglas Louise. All you need to do is slot one of those guys into that role, and then we're I'm, then I'm joining 21 and 22. Now I'm like, I can see it. A few things have to go right for us, but I can see it. And logically, you say if a team comes second and you've added Jaden Sancho and Varane, you should only accumulate more points. But you bring in the context of Liverpool, you bring in the context of improved Chelsea. They've signed Red Rom, well, not Red Rom anymore, Blue Rom. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be there and there. They're gonna be there and thereabouts. Um, um, hold on, hold on one second. Uh, is 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 Sebi is is I said Sebi is Mario saying that he's like somewhat on the twenty one and twenty two train? We should be or... we should be competing. We should be competing. Yes. So so you you day with us then, yeah? I wouldn't say I'm on the train because you know how I feel about Oli, but I'm at but, the station. I'm at the station. Yeah, at the station. Platform nine and three quarters and whatnot. Just, <laughs> Just me. Uh, listen, it's going to be an army this season. I'm telling you, bro. They listen, are, man, you, you know those vids that they post on Twitter, like this bare black guy just walking in suits in America. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be us and the Mugga Mafia. That's Woo! it. Just like walking in suits. Uh, cool. The next question. Um, oh, it's a good one from Chucks. Um, who from this current squad would get into our 
0708 squad. I think loads of players would get into the squad. I'd rather ask who would get into the starting lineup. I think that that would probably be a a bit more of an interesting question to yeah, ask. So, um, so we have Van der Sar. Yeah, no, no, it's our team, isn't it? Sorry, it's, it's yeah. Who from this team would get into the 0708 um, starting lineup? I think the squad, a lot of them, but let's say starting lineup. So the 0708 team, we've got. Uh, Van der Sar in goal. You've got Wes Brown at right back. You've got Rio and Vidic. You've got Patrice Evra. You've got a midfield made up of Carrick, Scholes and Hargreaves. You've got Ronaldo, Rooney um, and Tevez. Um, yeah, who who from this squad gets into that team? Who was the midfield? Um, Hargreaves, Scholes and Carrick. Oh, no, we played 4-4-2 though, didn't we? He he would at times we kind of switch yeah. it. it'd even be a four five one as as as, as well and it sometimes yeah. it'd be a four three three. Um I mean obviously ability wise Pogba will, will get in, but um I might just say no one though. It's, it's a tough cop, man. It's a tough cop for them to get into that team. I can't lie. Yeah, I might just say no one. Like I said, ability wise, one Bissaka better than is one Bissaka better than Wes Brown was that year. No, just defensively, but forwards is Wes Brown. Wes Brown was pretty no, good. No, I'm, I'm having Wes Brown still for now. Uh, I'm having Evra, Rio and Vidic speak for themselves, bro. It, it might just only be Pogba, and that will be Harry. Who would you take? And who would you take out for him if you were to? Well, it'd be it'd be Hargreaves, and then what play one of Skulls or Carrick deeper. I hope Skulls. Interesting. Carrick at that time had a good engine and he, he got around the pitch quite well. Um, Skulls was obviously coming towards that. Yeah, he's, 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 the, he's the only one of the three that can do that properly. Either that or let Hargreaves sit and then Pogba come in for um, for Carrick and, you know, Pogba and um, Skulls are the two eights. But um, bro, I think he's the only person that's got even a sniff of getting in. But like I said, I probably don't. Don't change anyone. That's Don't change your winning well. formula. I hear you. Um, got a question from Vicinity TT. Does anyone on the cast still think Pogba should play pivot? I think it's clear now that final third role is by far his best. Is there anyone who still thinks he should play in the pivot? I don't think it's about playing him in, in the pivot. It's just about having him on the pitch. Like He just needs to be on the pitch. He just needs to be on the pitch. And if it means because when Rashford comes back, Rashford has to play on the left, right? And mm. I'm not benching, I'm not benching Rashford for Pogba. So well, yeah, you got Fred and McTom playing in the pivot. So Pogba's putting one of them on the bench easily. You know what I mean? I want to go to a 4-3-3. Until we're at a 4-3-3, then we're at this sort of like standstill. So um I'm I'll still play him in the pivot because he has to be on the pitch. Do you know okay. what I mean? So okay. cool. Um, what do you think, uh, Dre? Do you, do you agree with Timmy or do you see it a bit differently? Um, you shouldn't be playing at the pivot. Um, if it's a 4 3 3 and we play with two eights, then that can work with Pogba. But the further he is up the pitch, the more help he is and benefit to us. I think if he plays in that pivot, especially the time when he tries to dilly dally on the ball, it's going to give put us under un, unneeded pressure and we could concede the ball. So to me, we've tried it with him at the six. Don't work. Just keep him further forward. That's where he does his damage. Isn't it? Why do Why do you people just think that this guy can't play in the pivot? Like it baffles me, bro. It honestly I, baffles me. I think his skill set is that he can play in the pivot, and we've seen him have good games in the pivot. 
I feel like the way he, oh. I feel I feel um the way his game is naturally um inclined to so the things that he naturally looks to do going forward, I just play him further forward. Like I know he can play, I know he can play in a pivot, but if I think like if for example he just played further forward, the, the, the performances which we call dips and performances, they happen a lot less. They happen a lot less, mm-hmm. I think. Um the, I, I think he's just a player who's there to create controlling isn't necessarily what he does naturally and controlling is not just about passing ability because if we're talking about passing ability he can pass really well there's a feel to controlling the game and the tempo and the ebb and the flow and it's just it's not what naturally comes to him and he's always been at his best when somebody else is really worried about that and he's been able to just get further forward create chances um that's with his passing, with his dribbling ability, use his shooting ability, get into the box and create havoc. And that's what I'd like to see him. But in my mind, when that's the case, it's him or Bruno, really. If we're not going to change our 4-3-3, it's him or Bruno. And it's very right. difficult. It's very difficult to justify just off the impact of the numbers. Like people are going to say you you can't, you know, free non-penalty goals as well now. They're going to, because mm-hmm. obviously last season we were like, penalties, penalties, penalties. <laughs> and that's what I was gonna. And that's what I was gonna ask you. So then, so then, what do you do? Because we're we're gonna stay playing a four-two-three-one, yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what do you do when Rashford's back? He'll have to play in the pivot. I just say, like I said, he can play in the pivot, but he'll have to. You can't not play Paul Pogba. We don't. We don't have. We don't have the quality to justify not yes, playing him. No, I completely. I, I completely agree. Uh, question for Michael Griggs, twenty-six. Was this Pogba's best ever performance in a United shirt? Bro, it seems like every other week is his best ever performance in the United shirt. But man, I'm gonna tell me that he's inconsistent. Was well, that that's it? <laughs> bro, bro, how many how many performances last season did Pogba ball out and everyone's like, this is Pogba's best performance for Man United? This is Pogba's best performance for Man United. Rare, 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 rare. But then the same man will turn around and say, oh, he's inconsistent. He hasn't had no good seasons. Blah, 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 blah. For what it's worth, this was his best Man United performance. I can't think of any United performance that he's had better than what he did the other day, right? I can't. But this is one of many stellar Paul Pogba performances. Many. Especially from last season. Remember when he was carrying us at the beginning of Ollie's reign? Like people have amnesia, bro. He, was, yeah. like, oh, he only plays. He only plays well once every. He only plays one well once every ten games. Rare, 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 rare. But then he'll play one game. Then two games later, there's his best ever game. Then three games later, oh no, that's his best ever game. And then, mm. uh, bro, make your mind up, bro. Is the guy inconsistent, mm. or is he dropping clinics? And is he dropping clinics and making and having new best ever games every other game? Like. Make yeah, up your mind. Yeah, yeah, it goes. It doesn't, the narrative, does it? Like, you know. Yeah, um, no, nah, facts. Certain Scotsmen was on Sky Sports. What do you think of Pogba's performance? Are oh, he said we should be doing that every week for his price tag, but yeah, didn't say nothing about Grealish, you know, when he dropped yeah, that stick. Mr. Hairband and that, Mr. Hairband. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Is it> right? <laughs> I like, Mr. Hairband. <laughs> Mr. Hairband. <laughs> We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that hype. Trust All right, me. cool. Trust All right, me. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Um, lads, as always, a pleasure. Um, listeners, like we said, we've got a live show this Sunday, the twenty second of August. We'll be showing the Man United versus Southampton game, followed by the Arsenal versus Chelsea game. Then a live 
podcast recording. Want to see you there. Ticket prices include a free drink on arrival. Um, so it should be great. We also have all the different cast members there. Um, so hopefully we see as many of you as we can because we will need the Mugga Mafia uh, in attendance. Um, you need yeah. you lot there, fam. And other than that, we're going to have more and more Patreon content coming. We've got a couple top 30 episodes dropping this week. Uh, we're going to have our preview of the Southampton game, our live reactions. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a really, really busy season. I'm looking forward to this season more than I have a season in a while. Hey. In a while. You lot, sign up to the Patreon because I promise you, we're going to blow this season because we we will win the league. We will blow this season because I'm not going to get off anyone's neck. I promise you. And everything's just going to be on Patreon, bro. Everything's going to be on Patreon. Final day of the season, final day of the season is May 22nd, isn't it? Birthday's May yeah. 23rd. We got this, bro. 21 and 22. And on the 23rd. Twenty-one and 23rd. I can't, I can't finish any better. Nothing, nothing more needs to be said. Nothing more needs to be said. All right, boys. Have a nice one. Listeners, Peace. like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team, like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.